Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to Relationship Wednesday. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we are back for 2014. So for a couple of weeks we were off, let everybody do their um, holiday celebrating and different things, played a couple of the hits from 2013, and now we want to welcome you to 2014. Yes. So for those of you all who don't know, um, I am a, a therapist and I run a thriving private practice outside of Chicago, Illinois. I work with all ages and I work with a variety of issues, um, but I work a lot with marriages, couples, and also trauma issues. Yeah, my background is in corporate America and here at Noel Associates. I work on career consults, resume, uh, mock interviews, things of that nature. All right. So we, we ended last year basically trying to tell everyone to finish the year strong. Yes. But if you had goals that you set, uh, you can still do them. Don't, don't have a bunch of regrets from 2013. There's so many people that take this calendar year and they, it feels, they feel like they renew on January 1st. So a lot of people feel like, hey, new year, new you. So, so tonight's topic is new year, new you, now what? Um, what I mean by that is, so, you know, we've all, not we've all, I didn't make a bunch of resolutions, but lots of people have made resolutions, made a bunch of decisions to change their life in 2014, and they've got you know, these dreams out there, kind of fuzzy, they want to be thin, they want to be rich, they want to be powerful, <laughs> they want to be happy in their relationship, but no definite and set goals and definitely no plan to work on them. Right. And so what we want to help you do is make some decisions about, where where are your relationships going, and how do you define that, and how do you get started? So now that you've decided to start your life over, you know, miraculously with a new calendar year, where are you going, and how do you get there? Right. So you will take a look at these relationships, personal work relationships. How do you want these relationships to develop? Where do you want them to go? You know, what's the long-term um, end goal of these relationships? You know, what's the next step on the relationships? So you make sure you have to have those in place so you know where you want to go. And we're going to kind of talk through those different steps and make sure you make that happen. Absolutely. So there's, there's several basic types of relationships. One is intimate relationships. Maybe you're dating somebody. Maybe you're married to somebody. Maybe you want to date somebody. Maybe you want to be married to somebody. Maybe you don't want to be married to that person anymore. So you have to set a goal of where you want that intimate relationship to go. The other one is professional relationships. What do you want to happen at work? Do you want to stay where you are? I mean, this usually like the end of November, December, mid-January, we're asking staff, where do you want to see yourself this year? What, what goals do you have set for yourself at the company? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to thrive here? What do you want to do? And so many times workers don't know what they want to do next. They don't really have a dream for themselves within the company, so they end up basically with nothing. And then the third relationships we're going to talk about is maybe friendship relationships, just those social relationships where they're just friends. You're not, I mean, you're not going to be married to each other, but, but maybe there's things that you want to accomplish with a friendship. Like, for example, maybe you want to write a book together. Maybe you want to take a trip together. Maybe you just want to nurture that friendship so you don't lose it. Um, and each one of these relationships is important, right, because these absolutely. are all, all the people we interact with have an impact on our lives. Have, and they impact us, and we impact other relationships that we have. So we want to make sure each one of these things, each one of these relationships are growing and developing, uh, that helping you and you're helping these relationships develop. Absolutely. And then the last types of, not last types of relationships, are family relationships. So they're not just friends, but they're not your spouse. Maybe it's your cousin, your brother, your mother, your sister, and you need to do certain things in that relationship, and you want the relationship to go in a certain 
direction. Right. So, so first let's start with what do you want? It's a new year, and so the first thing people do is they say kind of out with the old, in with the new. But I'm, I'm going to take a different approach. The first thing I'm going to tell you to do is what were your goals last year? Figure out what they were. And if you didn't have any, I want you to write down a sheet, a sheet of paper. I didn't have goals for 2013, but here are my goals for 2014. Why do I ask that? Why do I say that that's important to do? And that's in every one of these types of relationships that you're deciding to set goals in. And let me say this. Maybe you don't want to set goals in every single area of your relationship. You don't necessarily have to do that. But you do need to know if you have a goal, where it's going. And if you don't have a goal, hey, I don't have a goal. I'm just going to hang loose and let whatever happens happen. Right. So what did you do for what did you do in 2013? What were your goals in 2013? Did they work? Did they not work? And did you work at them? I'm asking them again. What were you at in 2013? What were your goals? What did you do? Did they work? Did they not work? And did you work at them? If you did not work at them at all, if it was not like, you know, it wasn't an urgency involved and you still got the, the same goals for 2014, you may want to consider kind of scrapping that and asking yourself, really, 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 end of the day, like brass tacks, so to speak, where do I want to end up in this particular relationship? Absolutely. And you want your goals to be so passionate about them. You know, you want to have emotional commitment to these goals that you're talking about and know that they're actionable, that you're actually willing to do something about it. Meaning you can have a goal to, you know, you want to be a better friend, but you know what, you're not really, you know you're not really willing to do anything about it. So take it off your sheet. You know, it want to be tied to something that you're actually going to be willing to do and be committed to. Like, like changing your life is a passion-based movement, right? Yes. It can't just be, you know, I want to be thin. I, I want to be thin. I, I really want to be thin. I'm going to think really hard about being thin, and then it's going to happen. Right. Yeah, you know, and it may be that that's not a, the the best goal, or the most serious goal for you, but that's probably the most common goal set. I'm going to work out two times a week. I'm going to change my eating habits. I mean, those are the goals that people set. But a lot of times when we don't work on a goal, it may not be passionate for us. Good point. Good point. So let's just take a moment, write down the four different types of relationships, intimate, professional, family, and social. Intimate, professional, family, and social. Which one of these areas do you want to work on? You know, I'll talk about intimate, for example. I'll talk about husbands and wives that come to see me that say, Dr. Well, I felt like last year just sort of disappeared in front of my eyes. I don't know what happened. I don't know what went on. But I feel like we're not going anywhere. Normally when I hear a couple tell me that they're not going anywhere, it's because they have not set any goals together. The key part is together. He may have goals. She may have goals. Generally, people don't always discuss their personal dreams with their spouse. I don't know why, because you should, but they don't. And then they end up feeling like the year didn't take them anywhere. This year, in the calendar year of 2014, if you really want to make a difference in your life, ask yourself, where do you want your personal, your intimate relationships to go? If you are dating, I mean, I get this a whole lot for, for, from women. How do I make the guy I've been dating or the guy I have maybe a baby with, or the guys I'm living with, how do I make him want to marry me? And then they set a goal that I will be married (laughs) by December 31st in 2014. And they say, Dr. Noel, that's my goal. You told me to set a goal and make it right. He will marry me by such and such a day. Now, let me say this. Your goal cannot be set based on what you can force other people into. You cannot set a goal to force somebody who previously before now didn't think you were worth marrying to marry you. 
And it, and it doesn't matter to me if you have a thousand babies by them, if you've got property with them, if you've been dating for 20 years and you just feel like I'm holding on because he's going to hit the lotto and I don't want to pull out and lose my investment and then have nothing. If he does not want to marry you, you can't set a goal of marrying him in 2014 and then actually think that you're going to be married to that person and vice versa. Right. But you might want to set a goal that in the year of 2014, I will be the right person so when the opportunity, the right opportunity comes, I can start the, you know, start a relationship that will lead to marriage in 2014. That makes sense. Okay. So, okay. so those are different types of goals. It's not, you know, I've been dating Pookie Lolo for seven years. I got engaged back in 88. Um, we've got, you know, five kids in college, and we've decided, I'm telling him, ultimate, a marriage tomorrow or nothing. That's, that's not the great goal. The great goal is, okay, take a look at what happened in 2013. You're in a situation you no longer want to be in. I'm not saying you don't want to be with that person, but you don't want to be in that situation. Then the goal you set could look like becoming the person that you need to be so that when the right opportunity comes, you can take it. Yeah. Okay? And then the second step in that in the goal has to be what do you need to do over the next 12 months to make that happen for you? And these aren't always easy questions to answer, right? I mean, you just take some self-analysis. You have to take a, take a step back. What do you think, well, again, what are you going to be committed to doing? What am I going to uh, really do, commit to? How much time is it going to take out of my busy schedule that I'm already doing things with, you know, emotionally, physically? You know, all these different things that come into what are you going to, how are you going to achieve these goals? Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not easy. It should not, and it, nor should it be. I mean, right, it, it's not easy to make a life-changing decision and make life-changing um, activities to make life-changing actions. It's not easy. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it, and everybody would be exactly what they want. So it takes work and effort to make these things happen. Absolutely. Maybe <clears throat> it's another goal that I hear a lot is we're going to save money in 2014. Mm. And so I say, okay, what did you do in 2013? Well, we didn't save anything. <laughs> we didn't save anything. What are you going to do in 2014? I'm going to make my wife. Uh, stop getting her nails done, stop getting her hair done, not going out to get coffee. And then we, if she would do that, then we could probably say 50 bucks a month times 12 months, I've got about $600 saved. Is that a bad thing? Nothing wrong. Not the best goal because okay. how can, how, well, you're thinking that might be a good goal. Wait a minute. They're thinking that might be a good goal. Right. But what I found is you cannot change your financial future by forcing someone else to do something. You have to say to yourself, um, hey, I'm going to have a conversation with my spouse, and maybe we can talk about ways we can agree that we're going to save money. And then you can say, for example, I love sparkling water. I mean, I just really like it. I have it in the morning, I have it at lunchtime, I have it at dinner. So um, at one point I got a sparkling machine, like a, a soda-making machine here that I make the sparkling water with. I got it at my office and I got one in my house. And so now I don't buy, buy the bottles of sparkling water. And so that was an agreement we made, hey, we'll invest in two of these for $100 a piece, and then that will take away our, my need to purchase XYZ. So even if it ends up that somebody, that YC or hubby, stops purchasing certain things and stops doing certain things, you all have to be in agreement about that to set the goal of that. So maybe in the month of January, you just change one thing. Mm-hmm. Step by step. And there are some people that say to me, Dr. Noel, cold turkey, I stopped spending money, I stopped combing my hair, I stopped brushing my teeth, and this year I saved $50,000. Most people don't do that. I'm not saying they can't do it. Most people just don't do it. So you have to come up with a goal that's achievable and gradual. And even though it's gradual, it doesn't mean that it won't be awesome. 
Absolutely. So that's part of that's part of the process, taking it step by step. So that is part of it. And each one of those stops, each one of those steps can have a major impact on you mm-hmm. individually, and that's definitely collectively. Absolutely. And let me say, the most reason, the the biggest reason that people don't set goals and make goals is because they don't want to fail at them. But I am going to suggest that not setting a goal at all is failure in and of itself. Without a doubt. Because how many times have people said, gosh, I wish my marriage was better, and you do nothing, and then, like, people end up divorced or cheat or whatever that situation may be. Because nobody took the time to say, Maybe we should work on this thing. What are some things that we could do to change it? It's got to be active participation, active thought, active plans, and active going after those goals Mm -hmm. to make sure people don't get misdirected and go down the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, even dating, people have some directive goals. Hey, I'm going to get him to take me to eat a steak, or he thinks, hey, I'm going to get this young lady to go out on a date with me. And you set a goal, and you make a plan, and you you like in the active hunt for it, and you make it work. So I don't understand why people think they'll get married and they don't have to set a goal to wow that other person in some way. That's a misnomer, right? I mean, mean, it's a misnomer. But I think many people think that, right? I think a lot of people have. It shouldn't take any work. No. (laughs) That is definitely a If we love each other, it shouldn't take any work. Once we get married, we love each other, this should be, you know, all the work is done now. Mm -hmm. You're just starting out. Mm -hmm. You're really just starting out. It's the same effort it took to to get that woman or get that man. It takes the same or if not more effort to keep her or her or him. Absolutely. You know? And it's the same with a professional relationship. A lot of people feel like, listen, I will go to school, get a great education, and then I'll get my job. And on my job, they'll just start to promote me randomly because I'm so great, um, as opposed to having the ability to set a goal for yourself and then actually working with a mentor on goals that you set. That, that is 100% absolutely right. When you get, that is definitely a misnomer. When you get into corporate America, folks, no one is there really to self-guide your entire path for you for your career. It's going to be up to you to manage your to manage your career, to manage your path, and you have to be an active participant and driver of it because no one knows exactly where you want to go in life. No one knows exactly where you want to go in a particular company that you're working at. You have to drive that. Um, you okay with switch over to talk about professional this sure, way? Sure, go ahead. So in, in your professional relationships, you're starting out the year, you know, you think about how, where your long-term career goals are, what you want to do, say, five to ten years from now, and then in addition to that, what's your next position? Okay, yeah, I know I want to be in five to ten years. I want to be a director. I want to be a vice president. I want to be a plant manager. I want to be a vice president. I want to be a manager, whatever the case may be. In addition to that, what the next position, what's the next position that I want to be? So not like five, ten years, but six months, a year, two or three years, what's the next position I want to come into? And when it comes to relationships, you, you want to make sure you're communicating with your direct manager, supervisor, what's your next position and what your career goals are. And, and let me say this, that's as much as you can. Let me, let me rephrase and say, if your goal is to take their job, I mean, right. I don't know that you need to be communicating, well, I'm waiting for you to die so that I can be the next person in control. Well, I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be the, the manager of the store that you're working at, okay, mm-hmm. you say, you know what, in the next uh, five years, I'd like to become a manager of the store, okay? Your, your direct manager supervisor needs to know what your next position is desirable and your long-term goals, meaning you want to – switch over to sales, you want to stay in manufacturing, stay in customer service, or do you want to switch? You know, they need to know that. Why? Because they are in meetings that you're not into, and they're your advocate up to uh, upper management of where 
this person should go. Or they should be your advocate. They should be. This is the role of your manager or supervisor. They should be. Okay, but if they don't know, they're definitely not going to be your advocate. Absolutely. Okay? So at least you put in their life, hey, you can, they can't say that you didn't tell them. And then, and then you know if it's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, there's some companies where he might say, that's, you know, you have to be 70 to do that. Right. Because guess what? The, the next position that you want could be opening up, okay, and your boss may think that you'd be an ideal candidate, but you've never mentioned that you want that. And this is a guess what? So when he's asked, do you know anybody who would be good for this? He says, I know. Or he or she says, no, I, I don't know anybody. Why? Because Bob never told me that's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess who's mistaken? That? That's on that, that's on that, that employee's mistake. Now, let me also say that I think one of the things that people don't do very well is communicate appropriately at work with their supervisor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's also all in what you say. For example, I mean, I would have people come to me when I worked at different hospitals and say, hey, what is your next move going to be? Sometimes we play our cards too soon. I had a coworker say, you know, I don't really care what you guys do because, you know, I'm quitting and I'm moving to so-and-so and I'll never see you guys again. Right. Well, she said all of that and then the job her husband had fell through. Yeah, that's not, that's not what you want. So that's not goal setting. Right. Goal setting is to be able to say something like, I would love to see what it would look like if I were in management, right? right? And then what you do is you ask your supervisor, kind of what are the qualities that, that they're looking for and that what's the track to make that happen? Because every job has tracks that gets you where you want to go. They may not all be identical. And so you have to tell yourself, hey, I'm willing to do the things it takes to get that position. The other thing that you can't do when you're, well, I'm not going to say can't, but that's usually not healthy to do when you're in a professional environment is to compare yourself to others. Let me say what I've heard before, you know, work in professional environments. I've been here five years, and I think I deserve. Promotions are not based on deserving and not deserving. They're based on performance. Absolutely. And let me say, somebody could be somewhere 20 years and never perform at the level. Absolutely. That shows them, that shows someone that they could be. Um, the next level. level. I mean, you could perform in your current job great, but you haven't performed at the level that it takes to move to the next level. Okay, that's something. You know, they're a great uh, and valuable uh, employee where they're at, they're just not the next level material yet. Correct. Yes. Okay? Not yet. Yes. Okay? And, yeah, you have to be careful. This is kind of counsel. You do have to be careful and watch that management level because you can't get uh, pigeonholed if you're in a position too long. But you know what? That person's going to be there forever. Yeah. You know, so these are all different things that you have to That's watch. That's what out. I call a dinosaur. Right. Like, we've all been places where um, – Someone's been working in the same spot at the same desk with the same phone and the same job for 50 years since they built the place. So I've seen managers come and go. You young bucks, it's all right. I've seen 15 before you. And I'm not saying that there's not there's something wrong with that. Like, no. a, like a person told me today, she said, hey, I don't want to be a management. I want to be a worker bee. Nothing, nothing wrong and so when I hear you want to be a worker bee, Let's put you to work. Right. That's fantastic. I understand that, and I have no problem with that, and we need worker bees. Absolutely, and even that needs to be communicated to your manager because your manager could be thinking, hey, I've got a fantastic employee. They'd be great to move to the next level. If they offer you the job, you turn them down. The company's bitter at you. Now there's bad feelings in there. Mm-hmm. But guess what? That's on the employee. You need to communicate that to your direct manager. Mm-hmm. Going on more on relationships, you need to also think, think about, who else in the organization can help you outside of your direct manager? Who else can help you from coworkers, um, co- uh, coworkers in other divisions? Who has information that can help you get you where you want to go for your next position or your long-term career goal? And you need to build those relationships. Reach out to them. Hey, I know you're an expert in uh, this particular field of the business. 
I'd like to spend some time with you learning a little bit about more the, about that aspect of it. Absolutely. How many times has your job been perfect and then your boss quit? Absolutely. And yes. all the things that he or she used to advocate for on your behalf are no longer being advocated for, and you don't have a voice. The new boss comes in with a new world order, and you don't matter. So you are the golden goose in one regime, and you're the rotten egg in the next regime because you did not go in and make um, parallel connections. You need to have a network of relationships, right, not just your direct manager, but direct manager needs to know specifically what your goals are. But you need to be in contact with the human resources supervisor or manager, make sure you have a relationship with them. You know, why that important? What, let's say accusations come up against you, you know, God forbid that happens. But HR manager knows you. This is not this person's character. You know, I need to do some more digging. Versus they don't know anything about you, never seen you before, don't know anything about you. Accusations come up. You know, I have no other information to judge this on. You want to have some relationships built up so people are, uh, know your character, know who you are, know who you are, know what you're about, know what you would do, know what you would not do. Okay, these are all things that are very important, folks. Okay, and you look at these relationships, building these relationships. Okay, who do you need to have in your corner? You know, they may, there may be a number two guy at the company, okay, or it could be a coworker who's not a manager, but maybe these long-term person who, who everybody values their opinion, and, and let's say that, that person is Sam, and if Sam doesn't like somebody, that person's not going anywhere, you need to know that. You need to know Sam's on your side. So right. guess what? Sam, hey, I'm a company man. I support. And Sam, so when someone asks Sam, hey, you've been here for 25 years, what do you think about Bob? Sam, give him a thumbs up. Absolutely. And, and never underestimate the power of the secretary, the worker oh. bee, the, the janitor, the guy that's been at the hospital 25 years because he or she knows things that you do not know. I remember one time, um, you know, I've interviewed people before, and I've literally come out and asked my my admin staff how they treat you. Absolutely. And when I feel like or if I hear, you know, they were rude, they were mean, they yelled at me, they were jerks, and then I open the door and they're sitting there looking like a halo, they're floating in my office, it's like, gosh, are you going to treat my, my, my clinic like that? Absolutely. I have that on my list is who, who you – who do you want to make sure you don't get on their bad side? Mm-hmm. Secretary of the, of, the, of the boss. That is a key position. I don't know. I've been in situations where people have crossed the secretary and they are career to be career killers. That's problems. Right. Because let me tell you something. The boss is busy. The boss is busy. And you know who he talks to the most? His Sec- secretary. Who gets to the door? Who gets to the top of the pile? Mm-hmm. Who goes to the bottom of the pile? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who gets, there have been many times that somebody, my secretary rushes me a sheet of paper that has to be done today because the client or somebody calls and say this is really important and Dr. Noel gets this, and that's like, oh, yes, it is. And I get it, not because somebody else called me, but because the admin staff that here handled it. And the secretary or the secretary admin, they liked you, right? So guess what? You get to the top of the pile. You get those things, hey, you may not know, but guess this is coming out a little soon. It's right. going to be coming out in about an hour. I'm going to give you a heads up. And I, can, I got a job one time because the admin, I was being nice to her, and I brought her some coffee. It wasn't <laughs> like I was trying to, like, be kissed up or anything. I had an extra coffee, and I was like, I don't even drink this stuff. And that's because she want one. And I was like, it's like a mocha latte brouhaha. It's just like I love mocha latte brouhaha. Right. I was like, ooh. How about the one said, you know what? You go to the secretary. She likes you. Guess what? The boss is in a bad mood today. This is probably not a good time for you to bring up the issue you wanted to bring up. Thank you very much. Right. Let me not walk into a firestorm. Right. Versus, right. you know what, 
she doesn't like you. He or she right. doesn't like you. Say, yeah, go on in and bring up that issue. When yeah. he's in the middle of us, and he just got chewed up by his right. boss. Talk louder. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him twice because it matters. <laughs> so, and let me say, you might be working a job where that doesn't matter. You don't have any goals. It's whatever goes. It's whatever happens. Maybe you're working somewhere and that's not important to you. But I'm going to challenge you that every every relationship has some level of importance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're either moving forward in a relationship, behind in a relationship, but you're not staying neutral. I mean, most, most relationships don't stay neutral. It's really difficult to do that. It is very difficult to do either going forward or going backwards. Absolutely. Now, the next type of relationship is family relationships. Now, this is really important. A lot of people feel like that's my brother, that's my sister, I don't have to do my work. That's my brother. We did all the work when we were five, six, and seven right. growing up together. But then your brother and your sister get married. Hello. They get a girlfriend, yep. and and that girlfriend is like, look, you know, you've been spending a lot of time with your brother or your sister and not with me. I, I, I kind of don't, I don't like that, right? Right. And so as a as a family member, as a sibling, you have to ask yourself, what are my goals for for our relationship? Do I want my kids to be close to my brother and sister's kids? Right. Do I want to take a family trip together? Hey, is my goal with mom to let her know I still love her and for her to be a mentor to me still? Right. Is my goal with dad to help him do X, Y, and Z? Or it could very well be, hey, my family's toxic. My goal is to distance myself from everybody this Absolutely. year. I mean, so I'm not saying that it has to be, you know, perfect. So let me say this. Again, I want to be careful with, with goals we set for, for family and even for partners, even for the job. Your goal can't be or shouldn't be or would be difficult if it was. I'm going to get my mom to give me $100,000. Right. And I'm going to do it by this or that or this or that, as opposed to saying, hey, I'm going to ask my mom, will she mentor me financially or whatever. Like, right. you know, you've got to be able to decide what goals you have for your family and what you want to do. And that becomes uber important as you're working, as you're going to school, as you're growing up, because everything is going to be pulling on your energy and your time, and everybody still wants to know you're part of it. So this holiday season, how many times did you miss a family event, leave early, and your family was hurt? Absolutely can happen. And they looked at you funny. You got a job, your child schedule change, you can't go. Your your child has a, a different commitment, you got to take them somewhere. Or, you know, maybe you have some other relationships that are pulling you somewhere. Okay, so now you have a significant other. You're, you have a fiancé, uh, you're dating significantly, you're not going to go to that family house for the holidays and stuff like that like you've always done before. That can cause challenging relationships. Maybe your brother or sister, they have a job change. They have, guess what? They have a new career. They always wanted to um, start a business. They're starting a business now. So all the time that you guys used to spend, you can't do it anymore because now they're in their own business. They have a lot more commitment. But guess what? That was always their dream. So all these things are give and take, and you've got to be able to, to address those things. Absolutely. And if you're a parent and you're setting goals with your children or, or helping your children set goals, it's also important to ask yourself what stage are you at in, in that relationship as well. Like so, a few weeks ago, I wrote down some of the characteristics that I'd like to help grow in my daughter, and those are my goals. I'm going to help grow those positive characteristics that I want to see. Yes. Um, I mean, I can't make her grow into anything, but I can work really, really hard to shape and mold her into in some of the encourage, areas yes. and encourage in some of the areas that I want to see. So, again, um, in your family, close, uh, close family relationships or, or extended family relationships, you've got to be knowing where you're going. And maybe you're going to say, hey, my goal this year is just to attend family events and let everybody know I care. It doesn't have to be, you know, we're going to climb a mountain together. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. It has to be goals that are meaningful, passionate to you, and that uh, have a positive effect on your life. Absolutely. And let me say something. Your, your intimate relationship, your professional relationship, and your family and social relationship cannot all be priorities. No. 
You can have goals in all of them, but something's got to be the priority for a span of time for some progress to happen. Correct. So you can't say that my goal is going to be I'm going to run hard in every relationship in this category. And you may be able to do that for a short spurt, but long haul, you've got to pick a couple, two things. Or work and, on the and first, or work on the second, or work on the third, and space it out. In order of whatever's important for you. And I'm not going to tell you that one is more important than the other. Maybe maybe your professional relationships are very important because it keeps you employed so you can feed your family, visit your friends, and have a social life. Right. <laughs> you know, so I can see how that's, you know, people say, um, Dr. Well, my spouse is too consumed with their job. But I, sometimes I say, well, if they get unconsumed and get unemployed and they're really consumed with you, will that be helpful? Right. You know, like all day long, look at each other. Right. Which which do you want? If they're under you, they can't. You guys have to decide which of those relationships is going to be a priority. So, thirty seconds left to deal with social relationships. So these are your friends, not your not your intimate partner, not your work, um, not your family, and maybe some of your families are in your friendship network. That's a, that's important as well. Define where you want those relationships to go. Hey, this year I want us to be tired. This year I want us to to um do a reading club together this year I want just to, I just want my friends to take me for who I am. Whatever those goals are, being able to set those. This year I'm gonna stop hanging out with Bubba because he's a bad influence on me. I'm Absolutely. realizing that. That may be a goal that you have. So who's Bubba in your life? I got rid of my bubbles. <laughs> you got rid of your bubbles? And we all have a couple bubbles. Yeah. I mean, baby Bubba baby, right? <laughs> I mean I had some bubbles that before I had a daughter, oh Bubba When I got pregnant I was like, No more Bubba. Bob is a bad influence. So, so we don't have enough time to finish everything, but I hope that we gave you some suggestions that will push you ahead in the life that you want to lead. And let me also say this. if We, we don't know each and every one of you all personally, so if you need some more career help, call Darren and get that done. If you need some therapy to get you where you want to go, call the office and get that done. Have a great day. Welcome to 2014, folks. Bye.